This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, the National Championship Game Day edition of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hill. Got with me, as always, Rusty Mansell and Kip Adams. We are each coming to you from our respective hotel rooms in Los Angeles as the countdown continues until Georgia faces off with TCU for the National Championship game in SoFi Stadium. Start with each of you guys. Rusty, how has they treated you this week as uh, we get ready for this big game? It's been good. I mean, I think we've all we've been here since Friday, so it seems like it's been a long weekend. Uh, I think my first impressions is LA is obviously a monster city. It's so spread out. You know, so many different areas this place, but um, you know, really beautiful flying in. Excited to go to the stadium today and uh, had some good food. We've all had some hydration or whatever, dehydration, whichever one you want to call it. Uh, one thing I'll say, the college football playoff committee does a great job hosting. Uh, you know, the hospitality room downstairs is incredible. And uh, that's one thing I will tell you that they treat the media like like we're freaking playing. Um, everything you need right here in the building. And uh, it's just been it's been fun to uh, come out here experiencing this. And it's hard to believe here we are. You know, Georgia's playing in back to back national championship games. We will know here shortly if Georgia can can go back to back as the kings of college football. Yeah, you talk about uh, them treating us well. It's January 9th, and uh, my New Year's resolution of eating better has already been shot all to hell. They, uh, they oh, have yeah, donuts. Yeah. They, oh, my God. It has been awful, but uh, in the best way possible. Kip, uh, how's the week been as uh, we get ready for this big one later today? We got that good weather out of the way early. Uh, looking outside, I could see that, uh, you know, the city where it never rains, it's, it's definitely raining right now. Uh, as you can see, Russ, he's, uh, he's recording from the penthouse suite over there. So you can kind of get a little look, view of that weather right now. And, yeah, I mean, I'm hydrated. Uh, definitely the most hydrated I've ever been on a podcast. And then, you know, uh, re- ready, to, ready to talk about this game. I think, uh, I, you know, I've been in L.A. a couple of times. It's, it's, it's kind of like Atlanta, though. It's, just, it's a sprawling city. You know, if if you're going three miles and you're you're traveling for thirty minutes or more, but there is a lot to see. Hopefully, all the all the dog fans that came out were able to to get all those sites out of the way. And now we got a big game to talk about. I mean, it, it is kind of crazy. Here we are. You know, we've been doing this pod obviously all season, and uh, this is what this is what you play for. And I think uh, it's a business trip for Georgia, 
And uh, I, I think, I mean, that's gonna that's how it's going to play out. Just talking to all the players all week, you can kind of tell, even though they a lot of them have been there before. I mean, this is it. This is what you you you, uh, you strap them on for. So, uh, you know, it's, it should be a good game. And I like a lot of these matchups for Georgia. Well, yeah, let's get into it. I figure how we'll go about this podcast. Each of us will talk a little bit about our, our impressions getting ready for this game. We've had a chance to talk to Kirby Smart, talk to the players, talk to Sonny Dykes at TCU and also the Horned Frogs as well. Um, and give some of our thoughts on that. And also we've got questions from the junkyard, our message board. I've got them pulled up on go through through and try to answer some of those and also if you're watching this live uh feel free to throw questions in the chat as well and we'll try to tackle some of those as well um we'll start and and i'll kind of talk about what i've seen and what has sort of left an impression on me and uh one of the things that uh i think it was ross dellinger from sports illustrated pointed out during media day on saturday stacy searles was sitting there designing plays had had, uh was out there working on stuff i went over and talked to stacy for a few minutes but if you think this is anything less than a business trip just watch some of those guys interacted um you know it's it's been uh full go and that's what's been funny i've had a few people ask me you know we hear about all the festivities with the peach bowl you know them getting to go to go-karts stuff like that anything like that this is a business trip, and you've gotten that impression from everybody talking this week. Um, some of the things that stood out, I had a chance to talk to some of the freshmen. Um, you know, really liked what I heard from guys like Dalen Everett, um, Ja'Cory Thomas. I, I thought a lot of those guys uh, are really progressing, and, and I can't help but think about how beneficial, even if they're not playing big roles, we need them in on defense tonight. Um, but the, that getting a chance to learn from some of these guys, guys like Chris Smith and, and even Willis Champ and Fran Brown, how beneficial that's going to be for those guys in the long run. Um, other than that, you know, I think it's been fairly around the mill as far as what we've heard, what we've seen. Um, getting a chance to talk to some of the guys like Kendall Milton. I know Kendall gave Kip uh, his his go to in and out order. Um, you know, you, you know, this has got to be big for guys. Uh, like Kendall Milton, like Ernest Green, like Brock Bowers, and even Darnell Washington, who's from Las Vegas. I mean, this is about as close for a lot of these guys uh, as a homecoming they're going to get. Uh, and it's about being on uh, the football, uh, college football's biggest stage. So so how neat for those guys to experience this. <laughs> Talk to Chidera Uzo Deribe, who's also from California. And they're like, uh, did you get a lot of tickets? He's like, got some, but had to cut it off, man. Had to tell a bunch of people, can't, can't bring everybody. So uh, so it was neat to hear from some of those guys. Rusty, what, what's sort of the vibe you've gotten from what you've heard, what you've seen these last few days as Georgia gets ready to try to go back to back? Yeah, I 100% agree. This is a business trip for Georgia, but I, I thought it was really cool. You saw the players kind of relax at media day. They were having fun, getting the interview. They don't get to interview a lot, obviously. They don't get to very talk, very minimum. Same guys, mostly rotated. And, you know, everybody, I think we all three had the same perspective. We didn't want to talk to Stetson Bennett. We didn't want to talk to Nolan Smith and not – not that you don't want to hear those guys, but you want to hear the next guys. You want to hear the conversations, the story between the stories. And, uh, you know, got a chance to talk to Brian McClendon. And that really stood out to me about Brian McClendon and, and one of the comments he made about, you know, working for Kirby. Uh, he, he understands how things are successful here now uh, that he's back this time. Um, just really excited about his transfers. I mean, he said we hit the jackpot. And, you know, that stood out to me. You start talking about Rod Rod Thomas and Dominic Lovett and the three wide receivers that they brought in um, early or signed early. 
kind of tells you that Georgia's trying to flip that room immediately. So I, I think really watching those guys kind of turn loose a little bit at media day, because I know that here's the thing about Georgia, man. They've been there. They've done. They've been in so many big games. They know when they have to be dialed in. Uh, you know, I kind of made a note on Dogs 247 this morning about Kirby, you know, pretty much being on high alert over there. That had nothing to do with players. Those guys are handling their business. Nobody's, you know, had heard any kind of rumors about missing practice, you know, late for curfews, those types of things. Um, I just think there's a there's a lot of attention to detail in this program behind the scenes. It sounds like a few people learned the hard way that uh, you better be making sure that, uh, you know, the everything's done when Kirby Smart comes to a meeting room. So. Uh, you know, that's the way he operates, and um, that's just the way he, how wired he is. Uh, but I thought it was really cool to watch the players kind of let loose from it. And and, and I know a lot of these guys, so I know their I know their person. I know that Rylan Gody and Tate Ratledge, those guys are doing a great podcast, just killing it. I know both of those kids' personalities, so it's fun to see you start to see these people do these things uh, and and able to to. Uh, introduce themselves as as human beings and student athletes and not just people you see on TV on Saturday. So really watching them kind of jab each other. Nolan was going around his little recorder. You know, Nolan was recruiting. He was recording his own stuff, you know, and he was like, no, no, this ain't for y'all. This is for me. You know, he was like, back up, Rusty. I'm interviewing, you know. So uh, I thought that was cool that they were doing their own thing. And it's really cool to see those guys turn loose. And look, man, it's a national championship. You're here to enjoy this, too. And they know it'll be a hell of a lot better if they win tonight. But they're going to they're they're here to have a little bit of enjoyment, too, and spend time. One thing I'll say, I, I heard it again I announced yesterday in the press conference. Somebody asked about it, but. What a great thing the NCAA did to give the, the parents stipends to make that travel stipend that parents can come to games. You know, that's a huge deal. You start talking about you're bringing three or four people from the East Coast to the West Coast. You got a one week notice on this and, and they get a you know a couple thousand dollars stipend. It may not be 100 percent enough, but man, what a great thing they do on that uh, to bring those families out here so they can watch their, their sons play and, and things like that. That was really cool. Definitely. And, and what an awesome experience for the families as well. And, yeah, we saw some of the local guys like Ernest Green's father was at the airport on Friday to greet them when they came in. And uh, just so cool to see that. And you mentioned uh, Tate and, and Ryland. Uh, then they did a podcast with Andy Staples and Ari Wasserman. You know, they, they're they're big time and, you know, they're, they're yeah, doing they're, well. They're up, there. they're up there. Yeah, they're going they both have a great personality. Now they both got the matching mullets. I asked them if they're going to be like the Rock and Roll Express start wrestling yes. in the offseason, start wrestling in the offseason, you know. Yeah, we'll see if we get WWE on an NIL or something like that. But, uh, uh, Kip, uh, what, have, what have you taken away from what we've heard, what we've seen these last few days getting ready for the game? The, the, the Kirby has this program just – I mean, they're all, they're all on track. They're all – they've all bought in. And like you said, they're relaxing out there, but they also know – they're there because of the mentality of, of the culture that Kirby's installed at Georgia. You know, this is this is what they expect. This is where the expectations were when he came on board. And and with all that, you you have to buy into that, and you have you have to stick to what he te- yeah, he tells you. There's a reason for that. And, and like and like Rusty said, you're reminding guys, guys, this this is what we played for. Let's let's remember that we haven't won anything yet. He does that on a daily basis. I mean, that that's just how Kirby Smart is. And, I mean, some of that is, you know, there's paranoia in there. He's always, you know, worried. And that's why you, you get to watch yoga <laughs> when you go to see the team practice. But at the same time, like, it's a winning formula. And you, when you buy into that, 
this is this is what you get to do you get to compete in games like this and he kind of had that that mix of yeah they're relaxed but they also know like this is kind of our window of relaxing and then we got we got to flip that switch you you knew that they you know this he already told them hey guys go out there have fun talk to, you know talk to the media and then let, let, let's let's dial it in and i, I think that's kind of where georgia is right now and, and then that's what you want you want to see from a team i mean you don't want to you know we, i've we've seen enough georgia bowl games where they come out there and they're not focused you know they're just kind of dialing it in this is not one of those games and you can kind of tell like these guys know we got a chance to do something special that hasn't been done in a decade and, and so I, I think that's kind of what i saw from all these guys they they know you know, this is a big deal. We're enjoying it. You know, we're out in California, but at the same time, uh, we got something big to play for, and we're ready to kind of strap it on and, and, and see what we can do out there. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to answer some questions from the board and from the live comments. Then we're going to give our predictions, talk about what we expect to see when Georgia and TCU t- uh, face off tonight. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody. Well, yeah, we'll get into some of the questions about this game, what we expect to see. And, and I'll start with Don from Facebook, who is asking the question that I think is on everybody's mind. Do you think Darnell Washington will play tonight? I'll throw it to you, Rusty. What are your expectations? Uh, yeah, Corey, you're going to throw it to me. Throw it to me. Throw yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. Throw it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't change the playbook now, buddy. That's like, that's, like, that's like Sonny Dykes told Kirby yesterday. They asked the NIL question. If Sonny Dykes looked at Kirby, he goes, Okay, Kirby, I'll take this one first, I guess. I thought that was great. Uh, I, I think Darnell is going to try to do something tonight. I would be shocked if he can give much of anything. Uh, he's tried to do a few things. I don't think he's really quite there, but this game is a national championship. If he can give Georgia eight, ten snaps, maybe, uh, he's going to dress out. You know, it, it's just a – and it's a pain thing. It's it's how sore is that thing? Um, you know, people say, well, just play through. This is a 280-pound dude that's about to go into the NFL draft and preparation and those types of things. So the fact that he's probably going to dress out and be on the field tells me he's given it everything he, he's got. Georgia's certainly 12 personnel is a big part of their game. So I don't anticipate, even if Darnell Washington does not play, that Oscar Delt will not be in there a ton of reps, a ton of reps, because that's such a big part of, uh, you know, Todd Munkin's approach, uh, the success they've had in those tight ends. So uh, I, I think Darnell's going to give it a shot, but I'm not expecting a whole lot from him tonight just because this is, you know, he's he's really been real ginger and, he, and he's walked. You can see him walking around, but. Uh, I watched him at media day a little bit, and as he as he started to leave the building, you could see him favoring a little bit as he left the building. So, we'll see tonight. I know 100 percent from talking to everybody in that building that he he is he is starving to play in this game. Uh, so he's going to give it a go. But I'm I'm expecting Oscar Dupp to get the majority of what I call meaningful minutes tonight, and that's why you recruit five star players. You lose one, and you bring the next one in. 
we mentioned it with Darnell and Kirby talked about it on Sunday, talking about how much it does mean to him to try to play in this game. Like we said, he's from Vegas. He's got a chance to essentially this would be as close as he could get in what will very likely be his last game before he goes on to the NFL. Um, and, and then, too, credit with Oscar Dell. You know, I, I wrote about this earlier in the week. You know, he gets thrown in there in that Peach Bowl. And if you remember that Stetson Bennett run that he had, about a three-yard touchdown run to Zion run, there's only one guy out left uh, who has to block, who's there to block um, the farthest out on the formation. That's Oscar Hill. So to me, that showed them they trusted that freshman in that moment. And to his credit, he made that play. Um, so I think that that's big for him. Obviously, a big stage if he is tasked with playing a significant amount tonight, but he showed he was uh, up for it against Ohio State. And we'll see in due time if that's the case uh, against TCU as well. Uh, Kip, I'll throw you this one from Danger Dog 44 who asks, who has the advantage in the trenches? TCU has a lot of upperclassmen on the offensive line. What do you make of the trenches really on both sides of the football and what we expect to see when TCU battles Georgia? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the one area where even with the experience that TCU has, I, I do give the advantage to Georgia. I mean, you, you looked at those guys in the media day and you're like, you know, and they're not small but they're not what we're used to seeing in Georgia. There's, there is a difference there. And I, I think that is where Georgia kind of is, wants to establish how this game is going to go. Uh, I think the, definitely the offensive line, you know, uh, that three-man front from, from TCU, the interior of Georgia's offensive line, I think that's where, you know, Cedric Van Pran, I, I think Devin Willick and, you know, Tate Ravage, that – that's where you want to get your wins from. If those guys are, are winning their their one-on-one matches, I think Georgia's going to be able to, you know, utilize the whole playbook and, and kind of, uh, you know, move move the chains uh, on a regular basis. And I kind of like I like that matchup a lot for Georgia. On the flip side, I, I think Georgia just faced probably the best offensive line it, it, it faced all year, and I, I think we all were surprised and impressed by how Ohio State played. That offensive line has first, a first-rounder, at least one first-rounder on the offensive line. They played really well. I honestly think if we're talking Joe Moore Award, they probably played better than the, the team that won the Joe Moore Award. That offensive line was, was really uh, well-coached, and they had a good game plan against Georgia. I do not think TCU's offensive line will be able to do what Ohio State did. And so I do think that Georgia will be able to get pressure. Um, you know, they've had to dial it up different ways, whether it's a guy like, you know, Javon Bullard or Tyke Smith coming in. Uh, you know, they've mixed it up with, with, with guys that they're sending to try to get home. And I think, you know, that is what Georgia will do in this game as well. And I think they will, they will put pressure on, on Max and they will, they will force him to make quicker decisions than C.J. Stroud made. So I think on the, the both lines of scrimmage, there's a decidedly advantage for Georgia, and I think that's probably going to be one of the keys of the game. Let's get into it and give our predictions for tonight's game. I'll start, and then I'll throw it to Rusty and then Kip for you to follow out. Uh, I'm going to say Georgia wins this one 31-21. I have not been of the mindset with this matchup that Georgia is just going to be able to name its score. I, I do think it's going to be competitive. The thing that intrigues me the most, um, one aspect is just how TCU's defense plays. Uh, when I look at this game, at the end of the day, I feel like TCU's not going to be able to slow down Georgia enough uh, offensively. 
Um, but but two, the Horn Frogs have fallen behind in several games this year, but it's never phased them. You've seen them battle back. A great example of that we watched when we were in Mercedes-Benz Stadium when they played Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. They rallied back. Max Duggan looked like a Madden player or something. I mean, he just was doing everything he could to get TCU in that game. And, uh, you know, they did get it to overtime and unfortunately lost that thing in overtime. But I want to see if Georgia gets on TCU, how they respond. But I'm going Georgia 31, TCU 21. Georgia does not cover that point spread. uh, But I don't think that will affect many people as I think Georgia winds up going back to back. Uh, Rusty, what are your thoughts? What's your prediction on what we see tonight? I think Georgia wins 38 to 17, but I want to say as I predict that spread that I think this is going to be a second half game, meaning that the Georgia could score in the fourth and put this thing kind of out of reach because I do think they do so many things offensively. And, you know, Max Duggan is a guy that just, he just takes plays, man. And he's going to hurt Georgia at times with his legs. Uh, he's going to make throws. I'm watching the Michigan game right now. Uh, just looking at some, some plays he did and it's 51 to 38. Um, 10 minutes to go in the game at this point. You just watched – I just watched three plays in a row that he made uh, – that he he made himself, either extending plays outside the pocket, throw off platform, those types of things. So, Georgia had issues getting C.J. Stroud to the ground. I think they're going to prepare a different package this week because you have a bigger sample size of how he likes to run. They design runs with him. He'll run quarterback power in the red zone. I think – let me give you one name to watch today, and I think it's going to be Smile Monday. And Georgia has shown traditionally when they face a quarterback like this, they will put a spy. They didn't put a spy last week, and people kept asking me. I said, look, because Ohio State, was four, they were four wide. You had to cover people. Uh, and if you were going to play man-to-man, those types of things, there was a, it stretched you out thin. And then when you lose contain, you end up with 30-yard scrambles, those types of things. But what I've seen out of Georgia in the past against players like that is the ability to um, use a spy. And it would not surprise me. They've done this in the past. I went back and they did it with when, when Adam Anderson was a sophomore. They did it at Missouri. They put him in the middle. It would not surprise me if you see some third down packages with Jalen Walker in the middle of the field as that spy. It's like, look, you, you're not running. I'm, I'm, I got you sideline to sideline. We're going to force you to throw this ball on us. So uh, I look for those types of things. I think A.D. Mitchell is going to make another big play. My, my kind of sleeper in this game, I think Kenny McIntosh is going to have a big game. I think Georgia Kip was right on there. I think inside the tackles, if Georgia can reestablish the line of scrimmage, it's that 3-3 stack, that's tough to deal with when you're getting knocked off the ball. So we'll see if, you know, Van Pran and Willick and those guys and Tate Ratledge, uh, if they if they can move that interior, especially the zero tech, the nose guard, and get, if they can get on those backers, I think Kenny McIntosh can get some yards. I don't think Georgia's going to ground and pound. They're going to try to score points. But let's face it, if Kirby gets up and he knows he can run the ball, they're going to run the freaking football. We've seen it time and time again, no doubt. Kip, your thoughts on what we'll see between Georgia and TCU? Well, um, it's like I said all week. There, there's, there's what should happen and there's what could happen. Anything could happen in this game. I think what should happen is uh, Georgia – they're able to move the chains at will. I, I think that they're, you know, they're going to control the pace of this game. And again, yeah, TCU's three three five has been talked about a lot. It's kind of one of those. Uh, it's not the same as Mississippi State. Uh, you know, you kind of they kind of lull you into thinking you're going to be able to run the ball or get the ball to your tight ends, and that that's what they want by by design because they also they're basically funneling you your your offense to to where 
their guys are trying to take, you know, the right routes to the ball. And so I think I think with Georgia, that offensive line, it's going to dictate what happens in this game. And I think Kendall Milton has a big game. And uh, it's a big week for him, obviously. Uh, he's got 13 family members out there. Um, I, I think this is kind of one of those games where he kind of shows I'm the next guy. You know, I, I'm the next running back at Georgia. Next year is going to be a big year for me, but this is the beginning of that, you know, right here playing in January. And I think he's going to have a big game. Uh, a lot of talk about Quentin Johnson, a lot of talk about Georgia's secondary, obviously coming off of, the, you know, the Ohio State game. Quentin Johnson, yes. And he's going to be, like I said before, he, he'll be the first wide receiver taken. He'll be probably a top 10 pick. Uh, but I think Georgia brackets him and – I, I think the guy to watch probably in that game is is, is Tate Barber. Like that, the, their slot receiver is a guy that you know had a kind of a quiet game against Michigan, caught that touchdown pass. But that that is the kind of guy that you know could give Georgia some issues. You know, he he is a guy that can have yards after the catch. He's explosive, but at the same time, I do think that you know they get home, they pressure Max more. Uh, you know, I think they have they're going to have that game plan. And I, I kind of see Georgia, you know, running away with this one. I got it 41-21. I think Georgia's offense is going to be able to, again, move the chains at will. And I, I think in the second half that, you know, they're kind of playing that game plan you kind of seen Georgia do this year where they're just running this clock out and, and trying to get this thing over with. And, you know, if, if Georgia wins if they're moving the chains. And this is the close game if they turn the ball over. You know, the running backs, we've, we've seen Georgia. The, again, Georgia's been its worst enemy this year. And in games that are close, it's been – turnovers have been a big storyline. Since Bena has to take care of the football, he cannot make those plays that has Kirby Smart yelling at him on the sidelines. And the running backs, uh, ball security, you, you cannot fumble the football in a game like this. So that's probably what's been preached to them all week. And, and that's the key of the game. If Georgia takes care of the football – it should win this game handily. Georgia fans, no doubt, are hoping Kip's right on that one and that Georgia's able to win this one sort of running away. So we're going to wrap this up. We've got to go. I'm about to probably catch a shuttle here before too long and head to SoFi Stadium. But uh, keep an eye out on Dogs 247. We're going to have all kinds of content over the next few hours into the game and then obviously after the game uh, as we watch Georgia versus TCU. But appreciate Rusty and Kip for having some time this morning to talk. Appreciate everybody who listened to this, watched it live, listening to it after the fact. Appreciate all the questions. Be sure to keep an eye out for everything coming because it is going to be a very exciting night. So uh, for Rusty and Kit, I'm Jordan. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And until next time, take care. Praise the Lord.